Hello and welcome to the Poppin' Things Podcast, a pop culture podcast hosted and produced by Colorado State University students. We are your hosts, Chapman Crosskill, Alec Erickson, and Nicole Conklin. Um, so I do want to talk about The Walking Dead, but I want to save it for the end so we can talk about spoilers. Um, so if you want to hear us talk about The Walking Dead and spoilers for the season seven premiere, uh, stick around until the end, but we're going to get right into it. I just want to know, what are you guys being for Halloween? Because that is the, the day this episode comes out is Halloween. Um, so I am actually being Big Boss from Metal Gear Solid 3, <laughs> cardboard box and all. <laughs> So I can hide from all the haters and clowns. I'm really excited to see you showing up to parties in a big cardboard box, actually. It's totally conspicuous and no one will ever No one this. will have any idea. <laughs> yeah. What are you being, Nicole? Oh, I'm so excited. Um, I am going to be Mermaid Man from SpongeBob and my roommate's Barnacle Boy. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty rad. That's good. I'm, uh, I'm being Tony Stark. I have to go shave part of my facial hair today. Um, that's going to be really, really fun. I'm, I'm excited. I even found like the red glasses so I can just wear those all weekend. What are you going to wear for your little... I So I have like um, a lid that I need to put some LEDs into that kind of like, I'm going to hopefully make an arc reactor, but like I'm going for Tony in a suit. So like you're not going to notice it much and I, I think it'll work, but mm-hmm. I might try to throw together an arc reactor. It's just kind of hard. It takes a lot of effort. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Halloween is on the day that this comes out and Halloween is my favorite holiday. I'm mm-hmm. really, really pumped. I'm going to have an awesome weekend, hopefully. Um, but yeah, so looking forward to it. Um, so first topic of discussion, Vine is dead. Is that correct? Vine is indeed dead. Ooh, I... It was announced officially yesterday that Twitter is canceling Vine. That's I'm kind of sad because while I don't like I rarely go on like the Vine app, I respect it as like a storytelling platform. And I like seeing like Vines pop up like on my Tumblr feed or on like other feeds. I just will never go to the app, which I guess is the problem. But, like, I don't know. I like it as a storytelling platform. I think it's a super unique, like, style that mm-hmm. nothing's ever going to be able to replicate. Well, can't call me old-fashioned, but I go on there all the time when I'm bored. Like, it's one of my go-to things still because I get so many laughs from that Yeah, it's a, it's a funny app. Yeah. It's, and, and people make really, really quality, impressive content. And they're so funny, and I'm creative, and I'm kind of bummed that... They're getting rid of it. Does that mean everything's going to be lost? I, I'm guessing they're going to archive it. Because so it they're doing a time capsule-like thing where they're going to kind of capture it. Okay. They, ha- they haven't really kind of talked about too much of specifics, but they're going to at least like have the vines are out there now still like kind of mm-hmm. archived and you can view them. You're just not going to be able to produce anymore, okay. which is kind of sad because Vine now has at least some pretty quality vines. Like yeah. People have really gotten to this yeah. medium of six-second video. Versus like mm-hmm. Vine in the early like two years from like 2012 on was pretty trash because it was famous for these kids ripping off comedians yeah. and retelling like their jokes to mm-hmm. like a younger audience has never heard them. Yeah. And that's why like Vine took off for a while. And so now it's like people are actually making their own content. And so it's kind of sad to see it. But like. Twitter well, isn't really making. And one of my favorite Vine stars, Thomas Sanders, who mm-hmm. was just an absolute like sweet human being. I follow him on a lot of different social medias. He's like running his own like show now, where he's doing like he has like an actual like performance play. He's a super cool person. Like, and he got started on Vine, and like Vines are still a thing he produces like weekly. And I'm like really sad to see that go because yeah, like a lot he's of just people, so good at it. A lot of them achieved like Vine fame, almost like you would on YouTube. Yeah, it's it's absolutely a storytelling yeah. platform. So I'm sad. And also, didn't uh, Rooster Teeth just announce they were going to do more RT Vines the day before they announced Vine was dead? Yep. I'm really sad about that. So Rooster Teeth, in kind of like 
response to that is yesterday they put out a compilation video of all the vines they made up to this point nice. and it was just like one of those sad things like oh we could have had more sadly. yeah well i mean they didn't they haven't been working on them for the i've been they've been busy but uh they haven't been working on them um so in other news today the skyrim remastered edition comes out correct this is correct it came out like last night in around 11 o'clock for colorado and you played how many hours last night? I played about six hours of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you've, running on no sleep. How many hours have you... How, do you know how many hours you've invested in like the original edition? The original edition, on my first playthrough alone, I probably played around 120 hours. Yeah. Who knows across all my other accounts that I like yeah. made. Because I, I originally played on the Xbox and then I transferred my save data to my uh, PC and so I started playing and so I don't have like my full list but on the PC alone I have like over 100 hours and on the <laughs> Xbox I'm sure I had a lot. Like I do love that game. It's one of the best games to have come out in, the, in recent history yeah. honestly. And so for like my initial impressions uh, textures are incredibly pretty. Like this is a really pretty game. There's some textures that they haven't really touched up like mm. rocks and kind of dirt and <laughs> so like that looks ugly. But uh most of the mods are pretty optimized for it right out the gate. Xbox, you can have five gigabyte mods installed. And so you can get going, get a lot of good, like other, like new characters, quest items, all that, like added straight away. And how, so are the mods like similar to ones you'd find like on Nexus, or are they just, are they specifically made for the Xbox One? Or so it's kind of weird what Bethesda's doing. They're kind of going off the Bethesda like mod community. They have their own kind of little system mm-hmm. that you have to sign up for and essentially what it is is they say the mods are good across all platforms like you can make the mod for the pc port it to xbox and that was a really big problem at the start of fallout 4 when they introduced mods to the xbox because mods still are not getting like with skyrim you had mods so quickly yeah and really good ones and with fallout 4 i've yet to hear of any really really impressive mods because there was problems with uh people stealing mods yeah and so like people were get credit was getting given to the wrong people for mods at the beginning of the fallout 4 game and so with skyrim it's a little bit better um i haven't found any like amazing game changing mods as of yet on xbox nothing that like is changing the experience for me the one thing i will say though is load screens i've never had a load screen to this point that was longer than seven seconds really yeah and because i mean i have pretty decent load screens on mine just because i have like uh, i'm running it off an ssd um there's certain games i put ported just to my like because i have an ssd for boot and there's a couple games i put just on that just so that they would launch fast and skyrim was one of them because i hate the loading screens mm-hmm. um so that's cool though that's i'm glad that they've kind of fixed that i don't know what cause i guess it's just low loading but yeah because you know like how bethesda puts like a character model and like a little description yeah, of some yeah, things yeah, of yeah. the world in loading screens that has never actually popped up for me really like it, the game doesn't load that long enough for that to happen wow. for me and so that's probably like the best thing for um, Skyrim. At one point, right I had the open worlds mod inv- installed, which basically makes it so cities are not like a separate area from um, the rest of the map. And so when you enter a city, it doesn't have to load at all. You can just walk in and out of cities. So it makes the initial load time terrible. But from then on, it's not as bad to load unless you go into like a building or a cave. Um, it's just a bit slower to load going out into the world. But um, yeah, Skyrim definitely has not the best load times of any game. I actually found that Fallout 4 was a bit quicker. Fallout 4 was definitely clicker. The only Bethesda game I really, really hated because my game constantly 
just got stuck on mode screams was Fallout New Vegas. Really? I that never was, had that issue in New Vegas. It was the but worst. Did for you me. did you play it on Xbox 360? Or? Uh yeah, I played it on 360 and then I eventually because of load times, like my first like playthrough was just so trash because it would mm-hmm. take me like five, seven minutes to load. Oh wow. Because I don't know what happened. Bethesda games are really glitchy like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so eventually I just had to like move over to PC yeah, because was... I play New Vegas on the PC and oh. it's actually probably my favorite fall game just because the story is the best. Mm-hmm. Three is just an amazing game, but New Vegas just has such a great story. Um Conklin, you've played um Skyrim, right? Oh my gosh. It's probably my what, favorite game. What was your favorite character you played that you ever created? Well to be honest, I'm like a I only have like one character really? that I really you play put all, all the time of it into because that. I had this weird like urge to do absolutely everything oh, yeah. and, just, and yeah. max out everything, and so I just have one character right now. Which my question for you actually was: Can you use your old profile on the new platform, or do you have to start completely over? Essentially, you have to completely start I've over. I've heard yeah. on the PC yeah. you can port over your save file mm-hmm. um, because you can like you can actually port a save file from like an Xbox to a PC. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard you can take your old PC save file and you could technically do your xbox one it takes a bit of a hassle and they're working on some apps to do it okay. you can take it um it just you have to do like a certain rendering because like there is some new stuff in it yeah. but it's the same way that you can like take put mods in take mod out mods okay. out like they did a good job making save files work really really well across platform when i ask because you know when you have like that one character that you've done everything yeah. with it takes forever and some of those missions are terrible so, so what race <laughs> what race is your character a khajiit same. I have a Khajiit who is like the dragonborn. My Khajiit is a master mm-hmm. assassin. Mm-hmm. My Khajiit is a werewolf. My Khajiit yes. is like the archmage of the mage's college. Like my Khajiit's done everything. Me and then he too. went over to like Solstein and fought like, you know, the original dragonborn. And he's just like this cat. Like I like, I like playing that character because he's, he's just like, so like overwhelmed by yeah. everything. Like, um, in and the, the dra- night vision's pretty nice. Yeah, in like the Dragonborn <laughs> DLC, like I'm playing it and these guys just come up, they're like, we must kill you. And I'm like, I've killed like the world eater. Like, you want to go? And I just like went <laughs> over to Soul's time and I'm like, hey guys, it's me, the cat I, who yeah. saved the world. I just love how awesome you feel in that game. I, I also, I one time tried doing a punch cat playthrough, which is where you play as a cat and you just go around punching everything. These <laughs> Khajiits um, can like- Have the claws. Yeah, they have the claws. It's really, really fun. You just like run around like, punch cat. That's <laughs> great. Favorite. I love the punch cat playthrough. There's some pretty good playthroughs of Skyrim out there. There's just like people who stuff. just do like the most random like types of things. Yeah. Like there's like no armor runs. Where yeah. Like people just like I cur- go around I naked. currently have a, uh, I have a Redguard mm-hmm. vampire that I'm playing through and he's kind of, he's kind of a jerk, honestly, as a character, but he's really fun to play because he gets to be mean when none of my other characters ever are. Redguard is a good race to play. They're pretty well rounded mm-hmm. like warrior types. Uh, for my new playthrough, I decided to go with Breton just because they learn magic a little bit faster. Yeah, and kind of I don't resistant. actually like Bretons very much. They're, I believe they're resistant to poison or cold. No, um, Nords are cold, so Breton yeah. would be poison. And so it's def- it's a, kind of different because from my first few playthroughs, like my original, original playthrough of Skyrim, I did a uh, Nord because it's Skyrim, you right. gotta be a Nord. And th- that sucked because Nords suck at running magic it's is the worst terrible thing <laughs> they're the worst at it. It takes great forever. but i still did it yeah my favorite's the archery though because when you can just go crouch and knock someone out from like a mile away you're okay like, no but let's you. face it in any game where you have the option to be like a sneaky archer mm-hmm. no matter what kind of playthrough you want to do you end up being a sneaky archer mm-hmm. no and you do the mm-hmm. everyone uh, i guarantee has done this at some point in skyrim where they were archer 
were crouch sneaking, shot a guy, hit around a corner, waited for it to say hidden again, yep. and then come out and shoot. Like him no again. matter in Skyrim, no matter what kind of character I'm playing, I always end up hiding and doing ranged attacks just because it's it's easier, especially when you're low level. In yeah, Bethesda unless you games. can't just charge through a mission, you just you gotta yeah. take your time. <laughs> um, but moving on from Skyrim, I'm I'm excited. I don't know if I'm actually gonna get the remastered. I've got it on the PC, which means I can mod it as much as I want. Mm-hmm. So it's like. I don't really need it, but there are some new missions. Well, yeah. if you have it for the PC, you're going to get it for free. Oh, damn I? Yeah. <gasps> oh, boy. Okay, that's, that's exciting. So cool. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I, I think I talked about this last time, but I own the anthology, so I have all the games. Um, but moving on, so Deadpool 2, um, he lo- they lost the director, correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. so this was... And was TJ Miller stopped supporting? Yeah, so TJ Miller kind of stopped supporting, and it's a little sad because um, I guess Ryan Reynolds was having some like conflicts with the whole situation and like they were disagreeing about who should be casted in the movie and all that. And so it's kind of really sad to see uh Tim Miller kind of like leave the movie because he's the one who basically got the first movie the way it should be. Right. He's the one who fixed everything and made it like a fantastic movie. Deadpool is right amazing and so now it's kind of like he's leaving we're gonna have a cable deadpool movie and so without him at the helm i don't know exactly how it's gonna be they haven't really announced who's gonna pick it up right i and the um one of the old i think producers announced that he's now working on a completely different film and it was like kind of his gateway and so it's interesting but yeah that's i'm kind of sad to see that i i really love deadpool um i hate kind of some of the effects that it's had on pop culture because like now like a bunch of studios like that's the reason i wanted to do a, a rated r suicide squad which mess up a lot of things yep. and i'm glad to see the rated r logan we talked about this last week mm-hmm. but i i don't like all the people all the companies who want to do like rated r movies now um and i i think it was a good movie i don't think it was amazing i thought it was a really really good telling of deadpool on the screen um and i love deadpool as a character but it wasn't anything like fantastic it was a very very simple story but told as deadpool which made it interesting it was a really well done action movie and to tie this back into halloween in years past you knew who the real like nerdy people were when they wore a deadpool costume to halloween and now this year they made it like so pop culture-y like it's just coming back and everyone like i mean like also what girl isn't playing uh, isn't gonna be um harley quinn this year don't get me started (laughs) i know so many people are gonna be harley quinn i just whatever but yeah, it's it's a little frustrating moving forward. But um, so they cast Donald Glover as young Lando in the uh, Han Solo movie they're gonna make. Yep. Um, I actually hate the guy who's casted as young Han. Alden um, Ehrenreich. I don't think that he looks like Han Solo. I will have to see him in action. But I just I have a lot of feelings about Han Solo. I grew up with Harrison Ford. Um, I've actually been in, like seen him in person before. He's one of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm. I recognize that he's very dumb in the series, but. I like him a lot as a person. I like what he did for both Indiana Jones and Star Wars. Um, and also he's in one of my favorite movies, which is Blade Runner. So I don't know. I do love Donald Glover, though. And I can see him as a young um, Lando. See, the whole Donald Glover rumored as young Lando, it's been rumored forever since basically, like fans wanted it essentially since they announced young Han Solo. Right. And so I think it's more like Star Wars, like, okay, we'll like give this guy a shot like right. maybe do a little bit of fan service here because like now it's just gonna get so many people hyped up because Donald Glover I mean he's really killing it right now he hasn't done too much as his rap pseudonym Childish Gambino since his last album but um he's right now he's directing writing and starring in a show Atlanta which is a fantastic right, which I've show. heard is a really good show you've mentioned that before mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that show is just keep getting better every single week 
and so he's doing really well for himself i can totally see him playing a young lando character he has that personality if you've ever seen uh community great Mm -hmm. which is another great show very very good show he is just a well-rounded actor Mm -hmm. and so it'd be really great to see him i know a lot of people are really skeptical on the whole young han solo thing uh they don't really want it to be a series but it's probably going to end up being a series and that's what bothers a lot of star wars fans we don't know anything about it because again we're two years out from it because this year we have rogue one next Mm -hmm. year we have episode eight and then we'll get the young Han Solo movie and in then, 2019. And then, and then I think they're going to skip from uh, not to episode nine immediately. They're going to do the um, Boba Fett movie, which mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a whole other discussion that's three years away. But... I don't know how, like, I'm one of those people that's a little skeptical that Star Wars is now moving to these yearly releases and yeah. they have a plan for Star Wars for the next hundred years. Which I don't, I, they, they have a plan for Star Wars like through my death day. Like you will never see every Star Wars movie in your life. I mean, I, me I saw I saw the ones that mattered, like the original trilogy. Yep. Like that was the that was the OG. It just makes me sad that they're doing the annual release because they feel so obligated to do so, probably for the financial aspects of that. But because they're taking their time with the bigger episodes, like, you know, the Force Awakens and stuff, I'm hoping that the quality still stays up there. And since they're working on them so far in advance because they know how important they are to their fans, maybe we'll have some good movies. I'm going to stay optimistic here but yeah maybe um just so moving on um pokemon sun moon we just had a trailer yesterday they revealed the final evolutions of the starters including the fact that uh litten does evolve into a big sumo wrestler not sumo wrestler but like a wrestler um, just looks like a gym bro a, he- a heel wrestler is mm-hmm. what he's known as so an evil wrestler um but he is fire and dark so he's not fire and fighting which is nice so um and also we saw that red and blue from the original games are going to be in these games as people you can fight and it's awesome it's an awesome throwback they look the age of us and the other people who played pokemon when we were younger so i think that's a super cool throwback um so i'm just i'm getting very hyped for november and i will have probably a whole podcast just to talk about pokemon <laughs> um but also pokemon go this weekend um is doing a full halloween thing so you can catch more ghost types more zubats more psychic types um as well as get more candy um which is cool but nobody cares no honestly nobody cares it's dead it's dead yeah it was a flash in the pan kind of thing like no one honestly cares like pokemon was so excited that they like finally caught onto the the mobile market and then the game just didn't it just didn't just go anywhere. Too difficult. Maybe yeah. Yeah, maybe if they like waited for the release because like they put it out right after that like Australia beta test. Yeah. Because like everyone was so hyped about it, and so like obviously a lot of things aren't good to go yeah. right after a beta, yeah. and so they just immediately put it out, and so I think that was a big problem. Honestly, I don't think it's a game that no matter how flushed out it had been, I don't think it would have like actually gained enough traction to last a long time mm-hmm. because like the only sort of games that do that are ones that are incredibly mind-numbing. Mm-hmm. Like, you think of the sort of games that get really popular like Candy Crush or like um, Clash of Clans. Yeah, or like or games that, that are actually extremely popular, ones that are very mind-numbing that you just go in and click, whereas Pokemon Go you actually have to go out and do stuff, which is great but it's not, it's not going to last a mm-hmm. while. Um, so, but I think Pokemon Sun and Moon is going to do really well, so I'm not worried about the company. Um, moving in, we've got about five minutes left, and I really want to talk about Walking Dead. So if you don't want to hear Walking Dead spoilers, um, this is a time to cut out. Thanks for listening, but let's get into it. So um, at the end of season six, we saw Negan go and 
almost bashed somebody's skull in and then we all we saw was a flash of red across the screen and they gave us the a br- really really yeah that blood that looked so cheesy <laughs> and we we had to wait um a while to for the season seven premiere but we got it and abraham died and glenn died um so we got a twofer Indeed. and i hated i i watched part part bits and pieces of the episode i don't actually keep up with walking dead anymore i think the show's gone downhill um but we we got to see basically everything through um, a flashback of Rick, and I, I hate Rick for the record. I despise him as a character. No. I, I think he's a terrible main character, but um, Glenn was actually one of my favorite characters, um, and that scene was terrible, and I don't, I personally think it was over the top. What do you guys think? So, I've been, I was a pretty big fan of The Walking Dead originally. I have all the compendiums, and uh, I followed the show essentially from season one, and season, I'm just one of those people who are starting to get slowly frustrated with the series because they can't decide whether or not they're fully going to follow the comics or not. Right. And it has been very like frustrating to me because with the whole, I called Abraham dying. Like that was my main thing going in. I'm like, he was happy. So obviously he had to die. Yeah. So like when in season six, him and Eugene find a warehouse in the comics, they also find a warehouse and that's when Abraham dies is at the warehouse when they leave Negan's group kills him. And it was a whole thing. And so when he survived that instance in the show, I'm like, okay, he has to be the next one that de- like right. to die. Cause he started dating Sasha and I'm like, Oh, romances never last in the show. Nope. It's so predictable. You know, what's going to happen. And what do you know? Right out. I not right out the gate because it took 30 minutes to find out who the first person was to die. You, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Like, that's exactly the way they would have wanted to do it is they mm-hmm. wanted to, they wanted to draw it out. Which is why I was getting frustrated because I even like said this to like some of the people I was watching with, like if it takes us the whole entire episode just to find <coughs> out who dies, like I think that would be like where I draw the line with the show because they yeah. just have found a way to draw out everything. And so it took 30 minutes to find out Abraham dies. Another 15 minutes to find out to see Glenn die and he dies exactly like he does in the comics, which that frustrated me again a little bit because it's like, are you going to stick with the source material or are you going to venture away from it? Like Like, I love nods to source material, but they have made it obvious from like season three going on that they want to tell their very own story. mm -hmm. But then if you're going to tell your own story, you can't just pick and choose what you want to take from the comics. Um, And I don't know, even watching Glenn's death scene, like I, I'm pretty like, okay with like gore and violence. Like I've, I can handle it pretty well. That scene just made me feel like not okay. Like, I don't know. It yeah. wasn't like, cause I love, I love game of Thrones and like, um, probably the most gory death on game of Thrones. I don't know if either of you watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the most story glory death was gory. Death was probably Oberyn um, when he got his skull crushed in by yeah. uh, the yeah. mountain. And even then you don't see his skull getting crushed in. But in this scene, you literally saw like Glenn's head half smashed in with his eye almost hanging out. Yeah. And it was, it was over the top. And like, I hate any, like, I, I like Negan's character as a villain, but he just, he makes me feel sick. Like, I, and I and I feel like I have a tough stomach, so I feel like they're definitely trying to push away any sort of casual fans who don't want to see, like, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think they, I think that they're, they've, they've been doing this for a long time, but they really, really do try and, like, go off of that factor of, uh because, I mean, it's zombies, but I don't know if that's, I want a good story. See, um, he, we're at the point where, like, in the comics from this point on, it gets really dark, and I mean really dark. Right. Like, I don't think they can make a lot of the things that happen next. I, I've never personally read TV. any of the comics. So. Yeah, so I don't think they can make a lot of the things coming up for TV because it's TV. Like you have certain rules, and so 
if they keep trying to go back to the comics from this point on, it's just going to bother me. I know this whole entire war with Negan now is going to drag out for maybe a season or two mm-hmm. because that's just The Walking Dead style. Yeah. And it's just annoying to this point how long it takes for something to happen. I hope I'm just to kill off Rick, honestly. Playing devil's advocate here, I kind of admire like the film that the work that went into this because first of all Glenn's death you were like arguing that it was over the top but if it was anything less it would have gotten so much it's true you know, mm-hmm. you're not wrong garbage and and I think that Abraham since he does die, supposed to die earlier in the comics and he doesn't I think they saved that for this to have a double whammy to make it that much more yeah upsetting and the fact that it invoked that gross yeah i mean that's, I and mean, that's what they wanted like it is and yeah. so from like that perspective i can admire that but like you said they are gonna drag it out and i'm not really looking forward to that because it's so heavy and sad i, I mean i think people constantly make comparisons between game of thrones and the walking yeah. dead because they're both shows that really rely on character deaths and shocking moments i think the difference the is is value. that in Game of Thrones, you are in this world of kind of almost kill or be killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it works. Like, they set it up very, very early on that, like, nobody is safe. Whereas The Walking Dead, I feel like they do it because they know exactly... Game of Thrones, they've had a plan from day one of where it's going and how it's going to end. I feel like Walking Dead, they look at each season and go, okay, how can we do this to get like the most reaction? And I don't think that's a way to tell a story. No. I think a story, you should know how you're going to end your story from the beginning. And I think they are absolutely catering to like upset people. Like, yes, they did a double whammy because nobody saw it coming. They didn't do it because that's the story they wanted to tell. Right. And that's what bothers me about The Walking Dead is they are just... It's, it's like any other show, like Supernatural, where they're keeping it going and basing the things each season off of what they think the audience is going to want. Sort of from a nod from Supernatural, mm-hmm. um, the character who plays, or the actor who plays Negan also played the dad in Supernatural. Mm-hmm. And so I did see that um, um, one of the actors from Supernatural tweeted out a picture of the, what's the name of his um, baseball bat? Uh, Lucille. Lucille. He, there's a picture of Lucille sitting on the car from Supernatural, but like, hey, dad, found something in your cr- trunk. And it was, it was a funny <laughs> nod, but... Yeah, just going forward, I I don't know how to feel about The Walking Dead. I think that they're not trying to tell a story anymore because if they were trying to tell a story where anybody could die, I don't think that they would have left two fan favorites, which Rick is a fan favorite. I don't like him personally, but he is a fan favorite and he is the main character as well as Daryl. Obviously, everyone loves Daryl. They're not going to kill him off for a very long time. Yep. So I think that they're just doing what they want to do to get views. I don't think they're doing it because they want to tell a story that's shocking. That's the issue. In reality, for Walking Dead, there's only three episodes you really need to watch. You only need to see, for every season, the premiere, the mid-season finale, and then the season finale. Right, because everything else is honestly very filler. Yeah, Yeah. because everything else is filler because they build up everything to these three episodes because that's when you know someone's gonna die it's so predictable yeah. and you just know there's gonna be like a fight scene like there the always like, is a death. In game of thrones you always know that the second to last episode is gonna be a battle and you know that something shocking is gonna happen in that episode and something shocking will probably happen in the finale but also people die literally every single episode like mm-hmm. there's there's it's shocking confusing moments if you don't see the backstory anymore. right yeah. and like even their filler episodes are still good stories mm-hmm. and like they they've known from day one what george r, r. martin wants to do with the series and how they want it to end and so they've been planning and they've got they've run out so they're like we have two seasons left and they're going to be shorter seasons and then we're ending it we're finishing it off there who knows when the walking dead's gonna end yeah because like what i admire a lot about game of thrones is that it's 10 episode seasons except for these new ones coming out and they managed to tell a complete story essentially within these 10 episodes whereas the walking dead is trying to tell so many stories in like eight episodes right. wait 
a few months, another eight episodes. That's a season, and it's just it yeah. gets confusing. There's yeah. overlying things. They try to do like weird specials where like there was about one hour and a half uh, episode of the governor, and then the next episode he got killed. Yeah, and it was just like The Walking Dead is kind of a mess as a whole. Yeah, I because they're I agree. just going for shock value at this yep. point. All right. Well, that's our time. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Ezra Milan about The Walking Dead. Um, you can always tweet us at CSU Collegian and tune, us, tune in next week where we talk about more nerdy things. Happy Halloween. <laughs>